So Hariyom, why did I say Hariyom? Can you all say it with me? Ha, ha, what do you feel it? Ha, right here, right in the abdomen. Ha, ri, 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 comes all the way up. And om. Now put your hand on your head and now go. Ha, ri, om. Do you feel the vibration? Do you feel the vibration? Yes. So, and you see, a mantra, it, what it actually means is a word that protects and liberates your mind. Why liberate the mind? Because all our problems start from the way we think. As you think, so you know, you become. As the mind, so the man. The whole yoga teaching is, the word yoga means connection with your higher self. All the time. All the time. So, you see, it's not about your postures. Yes, all these things help us. It's not about how incredibly holy you look. It's about, is nothing to do with that. It's to find that love in your heart, that joy in your heart. We are one human family. And if we can just realize that, enemies come to teach us, pain comes to teach us. Now in all traditions, you, I'm sure you've heard, many of the uh, people who follow the spiritual path talk about hearing celestial music. That's how they learn to chant. That's how they learn to sing. And it happens in all the different traditions, not only in the Hindu tradition, in every tradition we've had this. Uh, St. Teresa of Avila used to hear these beautiful tunes, celestial music. I remember when my master died, um, and I was in Yogaville for his funeral. And that night after the funeral, I was sleeping and suddenly I heard this chorus and it was Shiva, 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 Shambho. That is a celebration song. And I heard the chorus and I woke up my bed and my husband was next to me. It's three o'clock in the morning and I heard this chorus. Where was it coming from? It was coming from this celestial sound and I said I woke my husband up and I said can you hear it he said I can't hear it I said but it's so loud please hear it <laughs> I want you to enjoy what I'm enjoying you know so but it was so beautiful and sound of angels everywhere sound that you will never hear on this earth except through uh, <laughs> instruments who are given the voice you know this is why we love music right we love music. Don't, who doesn't like music in this room? Don't you love music? Yes. Yes. Even if it's not mantra, simple song. What's your favorite song? Anybody, do you have a favorite song you'd like to talk about? One love, one heart. Give thanks and praise to the Lord. And I will feel all right. Yeah. Yeah, see, there's a, that makes you happy already, right? One love, one heart. Give thanks to the Lord, and I'll be all right. Now, who is the Lord? What is the Lord? Who knows? Nobody can describe it. In our scriptures, as Yoga Sutras of Sri Patanjali, it describes, it gives a name for, for this Lord. It calls it Ishwara, which I love a lot. I just love the name, Ishwara. And it tells us, 
Ishwara is not responsible for your afflictions, your desires, does not punish, doesn't do anything. It's just totally desireless and disinterested. And you go, what? <laughs> so who is this Ishwara and why, we, why do people pray and why do we do this? But it says, to connect with this source, to connect, there is the word Om. Its name is sound. We are made from sound and light. We are made of sound and light. That's why now with Korean photography, you've all heard of Korean photography, they can gauge the light around your body. They can gauge your aura. What is aura? Aura is coming from you. So obviously, if you have a lot of peace and joy in your life, your aura will be very expansive. And if you are miserable, your aura will be dark and just around you. So when you are miserable, it's not anybody making you miserable. You choose to be the victim. Therefore, it's very easy to blame everybody else rather than saying, you know what, I'm a being of light. I can get out of this. I can get it. There's so many tools. There's so many tools. And mantra is one of the most incredible tools that you can use. Now, a mantra, like I said, is a word that means to protect and liberate the mind. The mind is not our enemy. The mind has to think. Now, we just think that when it thinks, we act. But when you think, and let's say your thought is really negative or really painful, and you're really in a difficult place, it's hard to change the pattern at that point. It's really hard unless you've got years of practice or you're really just so selfless. If you're selfless, you have no problems. You don't have to worry about your mind. Your mind will help you wherever you go. But not of us, all of us are built that way. We have to work a lot with our minds. At least I had to, you know. So, um, so how do you do it? I tried, we have a, a way to work with the mind. Again, Sri Patanjali in the book of Science of the Mind tells us that by using a, a um, Pratipaksha Bhavana, which is a method of replacing, replacing a negative thought with an opposite positive one. Okay? Opposite positive one. So if your mind is saying, I am not good enough, and you tell yourself, no, you are, it's too close. They're gonna argue, right? Uh, I'm not good enough, yes you are. I'm not good enough, yes you are. I don't believe you, yes I do. No, do you see, da 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 da. It just confuses the mind, right? Because it's it's not opposite, it's, it's, it's just saying yes and no, yes and no, yes and no, yes and no. So you're arguing the angel and the demon. What's the point? You're gonna be arguing forever. So. Here he tells us, think of something totally opposite. So, I'm not good enough. Start to see times in your life when you did things that made you proud of yourself. Remember those times when you really felt proud of yourself. Oh, I helped a friend out of trouble. You will see, it's always when you help somebody. 
that makes you happy or when you lifted somebody or you brought joy or you know I'm glad I was there for my dying mother I'm glad I made it for my father I'm glad I forgave this one I'm glad I could make this person happy oh I'm glad I had this cruise with my family and they were all thrilled because I was really glad I did that at 60 <laughs> you know whatever but it was making my whole family happy I took my whole family on cruise that was my 60th birthday present to me you know and it was the best thing I ever did in my life and see my grand children granny this is the best holiday ever I mean how could you be happier than that you know <coughs> so these you think about these moments already you've forgotten I don't like myself right where have I taken you I've taken you to a joyful place you see now that's how you do it yourself but still there's a lot of chatter even with that but that's the first stage <coughs> that's the first stage if, but it's still a lot of noise as you get cleverer and cleverer with it and you practice for a long time then you you start to place a mantra okay we're going to do some mantras today with these wonderful two people and you start to choose a mantra why a mantra is short it's not long two it's neutral Three, it has been chanted for generations and generations and generations. From guru to disciple, guru to disciple, guru to disciple. It's in the correct chain. They say if you want to find the master, look for one who has a very correct chain. Many today are self-made gurus and they suddenly say, I'm a guru. Be careful of this. In fact, the truth is, if you really want to know, we're all gurus if we look at the light within. We're so lucky to have a good guru. And I said, yeah, thank God, who taught us very simple things like the real science, truthfulness, kindness, love, compassion, you know, and how to get there by using proper methods proper methods where you don't hurt anybody, where nobody is affected. The only person that's affected is you, and then you're trying to be a better person. So how can you go wrong? You can't go wrong. If you become a better person, everybody around you is happy, right? You, If you're always complaining, everybody around you is miserable, simple arithmetic. We just have to talk to ourselves constantly to remind ourselves to lift ourselves up. Nobody can do it for us. Can you say nobody can do it for me? Can you say it for me? Nobody. I have to do it myself. Now you have to love yourself enough to do it. Do you love yourself enough to care? Yes. If you don't, I do. Because we're all part of this human family. We are all part of this human family. Whether you believe it or not, I know it. So nobody is better. Nobody is worse. We are just need to wake that grew inside of us. This is a new generation where we need to empower ourselves. We need to do that. Each and every one of us, male and female alike, wake up to what is the joy in living, the joy of spirit, and be masters, masters of our mind and not victims of the mind. Hmm? And that's why we meditate and that's why we chant. I'm going to start by asking um, them to do the Hari Om chant for you. And if you can follow Anna on that one. And what we're going to do is she's going to chant. Anna, what you're going to do, you're going to chant and they're going to chant after you. Sure. 
Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah. So we'll start with three arms, okay. and then uh, follow with the Hari Om. I'll start the first part, and you can follow. So taking a deep breath in, and we can on together three times. example, this is one mantra, you can use there are thousands of mantras, and if you don't want a Sanskrit mantra, you can choose a, I have many Catholics who come to me, or Christians, and they go, I don't feel comfortable with using, you know, a Sanskrit mantra like Om Namah Shivaya or Hari Om. So I said, what do you feel comfortable? They'll say, um, 
Lord Jesus, have mercy. I said, well, he's always at mercy for you. Just say it then, if that makes you feel happy. Or thy will be done. Thy will be done. Say it. If you say it enough times, like if the mind goes, I don't like this, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. What will happen to you? What will happen to you? You'll learn to accept the things you cannot change. Many times when we can't change something, we get frustrated and angry and we blame. So by repeating, thy will be done, okay, this is what you want me to learn, I accept. I'm not gonna fight it. I'm gonna watch it, observe it, and say, why has this pain come to me? For a reason. <coughs> you know, Master Shivananda used to say, why do you cry when you get pain? Why do you cry when you get sorrow? Don't you know the pain and the sorrow have come to you, not because it wants to hurt you, but to teach you? And I'd like to read to you something from the Upanishads. For those who don't know, uh, the word Upanishad, this is a great version, by the way. If you don't have it, get it. There are millions of versions, literally, all over the world. Uh, for me, this is the most 21st century one again, and one that's very easy to understand, really easy to understand. Um, he's just wonderful. His name is Eknath Eshwaran. And the word Upanishads actually means up by the feet of the teacher or knowledge or knowledge, because uh, knowledge in the spiritual knowledge was considered the only true knowledge, the only real knowledge. Every other thing you learn in life about life, history, geography, whatever you learn stops here when you die, correct or incorrect, literature, only valid on this earth. So spiritual knowledge is the only knowledge that takes you beyond the body to what you're made of, your spirit, your soul consciousness. Everything else is just for here on this earth, to live while you're here. So this is the higher knowledge. And in the old days, how it was taught is basically like this. It was not taught through books, it was taught through word of mouth through sounds. And so the Upanishads, but of course, as humankind became more and more materialistic and more outwards, after the industrial, the dark ages, then we had the industrial revolution, we became more outwards and we are suffering the results of our greed, of looking outwards and not inwards in our world today. We've seen it, right? So, um, so now the Upanishads is telling us constantly to look inwards, to remember who you are. Life is short, you gotta enjoy it too. And enjoyment comes when you find peace deep within you. So let me read something to you. All is change in the world of the senses, but changeless is the supreme Lord of love. Meditate on him or her. I'm just, they just use him for ease. Be absorbed in him. Wake up from this dream of separateness. Know this God of love and all fetters will fall away. No longer identifying yourself with the body. Go beyond birth and death. All your desires will be fulfilled in him who is one without a second. Know him 
to be enshrined in your heart always. I'd like to repeat that. Know him to be enshrined in your heart always. Truly, there is nothing more in life to know. Meditate and realize that this world is filled with the presence of God in everything and in everyone. Fire is not seen until one fire stick rubs against the other, right? You want to make fire? You rub one stick against the other. <coughs> Though the fire remains hidden in the fire stick, <coughs> it's there always. But until you rub it, you won't get fire. But it's hidden there. So, so does the Lord of Love remain hidden, hidden in the body until he is revealed through the mystic mantra. Let your body be the lower fire stick. Let the mantra be the upper. Rub them against each other in meditation and realize the Lord of Love. And this is the highest mystical teaching. This is the highest mystical teaching. So mantra is that sound hidden in our body waiting to wake up waiting for us to get into that same megahertz or whatever you call it we are made up of many kinds of sound megahertz if you just google it spiritual mantras and megahertz of the body you'll see it we are sound vibrations bbc did a uh, um, quite quite a few years ago, a uh, documentary, and I, I'm not exactly sure because I saw it so long ago, but I'll tell you what the gist of it was. It was about somebody who was blind, and through sound, they, they could see colors. So they could tell you what color you were wearing through sound, because they could hear the sound of the colors. And this is so amazing. And BBC was, it was, a, it was three or four years ago, I saw it on TV and I thought, wow, this is what the yogis have always said. We are made of sound and light. And uh, Moses, I don't know if you, any of you read the Bible about Moses and the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. And how did he see the vision of God in a burning bush, right? Light again. We never die. We end up as energy, light and sound, till we occupy another body. You go beyond this space, there's no more body, right? You have no more body. Where's your body when you die? It's here. It's either burnt or buried, right? I can, where is it? You are light, and that's what you'll become. Again, you see, there is no punishment after this. The punishment is, if we don't get it right this time, we just come back to another body which can be not a lot of fun <laughs> you know and that's what we are uh, that's what we're trying to aim at not come back to another body that is not a lot of fun and you know uh, it says in the bhagavad-gita when you die and you are on this spiritual journey and you haven't finished your journey yet but you're on this journey you will come to a family that will push you to continue this journey so many people i see 
also, I came to a very spiritual family. I'm very blessed. You know, I must have done something good somewhere in my youth or childhood. The sound of music. <laughs> I must have done something good. Yeah. So, and I did to get such a brilliant family. It was very spiritual and very loving. My father was just, God was everywhere and everyone and everything. There was never separation from religion. His religion was give love, give love. If you give love, you'll get love. That was his religion. 